Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Dogbone Podcast. Today we are building off of our prior two episodes. This is another conversation between Jer and I going over um, our first couple weeks here with Cleo and Blue. Uh, this would be our third week having the two pups. They are ten and a half weeks old. Really a lot of great puppy training information in this one, so we hope you enjoy it. You've had the dog for, and I have had the dog for two weeks and five days, almost three weeks. So I'll let you start that. Yeah, so we, I guess since the last time we've talked, kennel has gotten a lot better. Meaning as in like, like sleeping in it, Yeah, quiet in vocal, it. not being near as vocal in the kennel. She's pretty much. She's settling in. She settles in really nice. Took time. Yeah, yeah, it, it's all it took, and it just took a, very conscious effort on my part not to let her out of the kennel when she was crying right. and just letting her figure it out, I guess. Okay. And here and there, you know, when she really get loud, I'd give her a sharp, that's enough for, you know. Because it was really bad to start out Yeah, with. real bad. I mean, about by as, your By your measurement, it was bad. Yeah, and uh, you'll see, like, this is where I would over, I'm going to overlay the videos that I've took of her in the kennel just screaming bloody murder right so yeah it was I, I felt like it was pretty bad um but you know every day it got a little better a little better a little better and now it's i put her in there and she's for the most part quiet as a mouse which is nice yeah so blue blue has not been very i don't think i wouldn't say he was very bad or very loud or very vocal from the start he was he whined a little bit he'd cry a little bit um a max of maybe five minutes, mm -hmm. and he would settle in. So one of the things that he didn't do was, until recently, is make it longer and longer through the night. Like he's going to bed maybe between 10 and midnight, let's say. And he, for a while there, was up at 3.30 every night. It probably pushed a little bit to like 4 o'clock. Now it's about 5 o'clock. And part of it, I think, is actually because Steph watched him the other night when we were... Where were we? We went um, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. So when we went down to Oklahoma, she told me when I came back, he slept for an extra hour at least. And I, I was like, oh, yeah, he's getting closer. He's getting closer. And she said, yes, yeah, because I didn't get up with him. So he did get up at 3, 3 4 o'clock or whatever, and she just didn't get up. And he didn't have to go to the bathroom. I think it, well, he, pro he probably did have to go to the bathroom. But his routine was that, like, internal clock of getting up. And so he... He got up and whined, but he fell back asleep, and then he got up again, and it was closer to being when Steph felt comfortable getting up. So she got up, let him out, he went to the bathroom. And so now all of a sudden it's five o'clock. So I'm still not gonna flirt with the disaster of him having an accident. So when he gets up at five, I'm going, letting him out, which isn't that much earlier for me to get up anyway. So that's what I've been doing. But if he can prove to me in the next couple of weeks that that's a five o'clock thing and not a I have to go to the bathroom thing, then I might push it 5.30, 6 o'clock. Yeah. And then then I feel like I feel like we're that close to getting through the night the whole time. But Yeah, and she's pretty much the same. I mean, every now and then she'll sleep through the night, 
and not have an issue. It's usually I'll, like I usually, she's probably around that 4.30, 5 o'clock as well where she'll get up and then I'll take her out and she'll go. But like last night she slept through the night for the second or third time so far. So she's in still no accidents, which is good. Yeah, and I, we've, we've avoided the accidents too. So I think I feel personally like we're out of the woods with that. You're mm -hmm. out of the woods with that. Unless you make a major mistake. Yeah. Um, I can tell you're she, probably like, not. She holds it. Like, yeah, I you're can. not going to have, you shouldn't have accidents yep. at this point, which is good. Yep. Okay, so that's part. Yep. So place training has been going, I mean, it's been going well. It's just she, she got off a couple times now, and so now she kind of, like, knows that she can come off. So, like, I've noticed that, like, if I go outside here in the shop, because she'll sit on place in the shop here, when I go outside, she'll sneak off. So I've been, whenever I go outside now, I tell Logan, I say, hey, keep an eye on her, and Logan usually corrects her when she tries to come off. So it's little things like that. Yeah. You know, other dogs, as you can see, really get her kind of worked up. But Yeah, but I also think keep... that this is a distraction that yeah. you know, she's got to work through. No different than it was annoying to her when you first put her on place for a little while. And yeah. I've seen the same thing. I, I'm knock on wood, been really rock solid with, with Blue. Like, I'll leave him on there. I'll forget he's there. And I'll leave him there for a couple hours and be down here for an hour of it and go back and he doesn't move. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm lucky with that. Uh, I think it's been a consistency thing, and he hasn't he hasn't broken off like she did a couple times, and all of a sudden think I got an option, I could yep. probably do it. So, yep. so that's good. Yeah, I mean that's so another thing; it just it, takes time. Yeah, it's a continued continued thing. Um, we've seen a little bit now some recall stuff, where she uh, she's doesn't want to come back all the time. And I think a lot of it, like she picks up every stick and rock that she's always got a sticker or something in her mouth when I have her outside, like constantly. So when she has that stick in her mouth, and I don't know, like I felt like I was doing a good job of like not chasing her with it and not trying to catch her with something in her mouth or something like that and trying to get her to me. But I think she, I don't know, whatever happened, but she doesn't, she'll now, she'll not want to bring it back to me, right? So. We've been working, I've been just being really like, really extra careful now, whether it's just recall in general or when she has a stick in her mouth or whatever, of like, if she's not coming, I'm, I'm leaving. Or, or I'm, I've been, what's been working for me is I'll get down on like, I'll like squat down and crouch down and I'll just sit there and, and she, a lot of times she'll just kind of come up to me on her own. And, but, so it's, what do you do when she does it, when she does that then? I praise her up a ton, and yeah. then I just let her go. I don't like, like, obviously sometimes if I'm trying to come in, I'll pick her up and we go in after, you know, once a year to come back. Yeah, but I mean more like with the thing in the mouth. Are you taking it out of her mouth? I mean, if I get her to come back to me with a stick, I praise her up with it in her mouth, and then I'll take it out, and then I've been giving it back and forth a little yeah, bit too. Yeah, I was say, I wouldn't, I would do that. I wouldn't, I know it sounds kind of productive, and I, yeah. you know, I, but I also think that, they're so smart and they realize like they realize what the end of the game yeah. can be which can make it harder for them to want to come back to you in yep. the first place so I, I i trick them into like not realize like they they might be doing something wrong but i want them to not necessarily understand that it's wrong i want the i'll 
like my thought process with it is, is I'll deter him from it with some type of a correction at some point. Yeah. But when it first come, when it first starts up, you gotta like get that recall. You gotta get the dog back to you. So the dog bring, let's say, the station picks up a stick and she wants to play keep away. Gets excited. You can see she's losing control. You gotta stay patient. Move away from her. Get down. Do whatever you gotta do. And when she comes to you with it. I think a lot of times people look at that as it's a win. Now take the stick and don't allow it to happen again. And I think that makes sense at a certain point. Mm -hmm. But I, I think too that occasionally keep her honest with the idea of she comes in, you take it from her maybe, or maybe you don't take it from her. Maybe you just pet her mm -hmm. and love her up a little bit and then let her run off with the thing again. Yeah. And then get down again and let her come right back because she knows that she just did that. Yeah. So let her come right back to you. Pet her a little bit, don't take it away, leave, leave her or whatever, call her back to you. And I feel like you get this real quick hit, bang, 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 of something in my mouth, go to him, he pets me. Something in my mouth, yeah. go to him, he pets me, something. And then I think you can take it away from her. And then you can maybe give it back to her. Yeah. And then you can take it away and give it back. And then all of a sudden, eventually you go, the game's over, you take the stick and you're done. And I think we leave them guessing. We leave them wondering, like, next time, he might just play with me. He might let me keep it and go back about my business and turn this into a recall. He might take it from me. Either way, it's not that bad and it's worth me going over there. And I think that is a lot of times what I would do at this point with her. Yeah. The idea of like ending the game, do that when she understands to come to you all the time. Yeah, and it's like, it's like a lot of it too is she'll, you know, she'll pick up a stick. And I mean, it's like constantly there's She's constantly got a stick in her mouth. So I've gotten to the point like, should I be taking her out when I take her out? Should I have her on lead so I can kind of control that? I think you grow, she grows out of it. At 10, week, at 10 and a half weeks old or whatever she yeah, is, let her carry the stick. And she, and like, it's like. And actually look at it as like, it's positive. Yeah, it's that. And then like, the thing that I don't like that I've just kind of been seeing recently here too is, even when she's got a stick, like I'll get down and she won't come back. She'll get so far from me and she'll lay down and just chew on it. You know? That's what I don't want is yeah. chewing. So, um, and she, but I mean, she's like, like she'll go up to trees, like normal sized trees like this in the ground and just thrash them, like yeah. chewing on them. I think she'll grow out of that. I also think that, um, but I, so I won't be too concerned with it yet, but I don't want them to get in the habit of carry something around, lay down, chew it up, carry something around, lay yeah. down, chew it up. Because I do think that that is just, flirting with disaster of when you start retrieving. Yeah. Uh, have you been retrieving with her? I have not. I haven't with Blue either. I've, I... I've been kind of worried about it because like when we were in Buffalo, she stole my, my hat fell off my head and she stole my hat and went for victory laps with it, right? So like it took a while, but finally I got her to come back to me with the hat. And then I thought in my head, I was like, okay, I shared it with her a little bit. And I'm like, I'm gonna throw it for her and see if she'll go, you know, bring it back. So I tossed it and yeah, so it's there it started, you know, yeah, it was, so the issue run is run away, sit down and chew on it. So the issue is like, not mm -hmm. the behavior. The issue is where you do it. That's the problem. Yeah. Which is part so, of the reason why I haven't been doing it. Cause I just haven't right. set myself up. So that was like the only time that I've thrown something. So what like I would that. do is I would say you look at, you know, you got an issue outside with her. I don't have it with blue yet. Like he'll bring stuff to me. Mm -hmm. I don't think he knows any better. I don't think he realizes there's another option yet. Mm -hmm. He will eventually. 
he doesn't run away from me. Mm -hmm. He really come. He recalls beautifully in everything, and so I'm. I'm. So inst I, I am doing it often. And what I would say about the retrieving is, if he had, if I had some concern with it, it sounds like you have a little bit of concern with it. I would start countering the neg the the undesirable, which is running around with stuff. Mm -hmm. I'd counter that with go in the hallway and make controlled retrieves. Mm -hmm. Go back and forth, go back and forth, go back and forth. And do do something positive to try to start shaping it now. Yeah. To counter it. Because I think the other thing is is, you know, you got a relatively short window with her. She's gonna be teething in a couple weeks. So I wouldn't wanna wait wait, wait, because I know there's an issue, and then all of a sudden we're teething, and now I'm not retrieving for another four to six weeks, and then all of a sudden she's, you know, five months old, and you're going, uh, we didn't hardly retrieve it all, mm -hmm. because I was a little intimidated by her running off with stuff outside. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, she's going to run off with stuff outside. Don't take her outside. Do it inside. So I would, I would start doing that. Record it. Yeah. Because I think there's, it's what I'm doing with her. Um, I need to start retrieving with her again because she just finally got done teething and I just have put the retrieving really on the back burner with her, with her, with Makina. Because my primary thing with her is not retrieving. My primary thing with her is the bird and the pointing and the bringing out the range and all that stuff. With her, her primary thing is gonna be retrieving. Mm -hmm. So I would not miss the opportunity when she's little I'm not worried about it. I'm not panicked about it. I think most people will do the opposite. They'll retrieve too much. Mm -hmm. They'll have too much frequency. They'll burn dogs out. They'll create bad habits. So I, I don't, I'm not too worried about it. Look at Chief. Yeah. Chief hardly retrieved at all. But I think Mason would be further ahead with Chief if he had. Mm -hmm. So I don't, don't be afraid of the stuff that's not going well. Yeah. Address it in a controlled way that yeah. can make it go better. What would you do then? Like, like one of my things that I think she might do when we do retrieving in a controlled hallway is she's. I, th I think she's gonna go out, grab it, pick it up, come halfway, stop, lay down, and chew on it. What do you think you would do? Like, what would you do at that point if she were to do that? If what? Like if we're in the hallway, I threw a puppy dumper, a dump, blah, blah, puppy dummy. Yeah. She went out, grabbed it, came halfway back, stopped, lay down, and started chewing on it. Back up. And she still didn't come. Shorten the retrieve so that you can't, she can't come halfway and be out of reach. Okay. Like a retrieve is still a retrieve. First off, I, what makes I, I don't think she'll do that. At all. Yeah. I saw her retrieve. Yeah. I, w I saw a retrieve as natural as could be in a setting that was pretty uncontrolled yeah. over here. So I wouldn't, I doubt it'll happen. I bet if you take a puppy dummy and you get in a hallway and you close the doors and you pitch it down, I bet you she'll run out with a lot of enthusiasm. And I bet you if your timing is good on the other end to say, come on, come on, come on, come on, mm -hmm. I bet you she'll come running back and not even think twice about it because genetically she knows not, nothing else. Sure. If she were to lay down and not refuse to come, then I'd just back up and I'd leave her. Sure. And I'd say, come on, come on, come on, come on. And she'd see what she does. Mm -hmm. And then I'd maybe go, if she just refuses flat out, I look at it and I go, well, where did she stop? If it was a 10-foot retrieve and she stopped at five feet, I can't reach her. Yeah. If she's halfway to me right now and laying down, I can't get her. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, double the distance is where that table is. Yeah. So instead of making it retrieve the length of that table, sit where she is and pitch it to the end of the hallway mm -hmm. and send her. So she goes, jump, jump, she's there. She picks it up and she has basically little to no opportunity to stay away from you because all you gotta do is reach out to her and go, come on, come on, come on, come on. And here she comes mm -hmm. to you and now you take it from her and you go, good girl. You pitch it again and you hold on to her and you let her kind of get jacked. And then you send her and she goes, jump, jump, I'm there. And she turns around and you're here to encourage yep. her back to you. Yep. So you don't have to like. Do you, do you think I should be, like when I take her outside because of the chewing on sticks and chewing on trees and all that stuff that she's been doing, do you think I should be putting her on a lead? No, I, I, don't, I don't think it's an issue as long as she's not, as long as you're able to call her back to you. I put them yeah. on a lead when I lose the ability to get them back to me. Sure. And so, but what I think is probably the problem, and this is probably valuable for other people, is you're afraid of what might happen, so you're not doing it. Yeah. But how do from you know, a from a how do you know what's going to yeah. Right. How do you know what's going to happen? I, I don't know what to tell you because it would be way easier for me to give you advice if you said, when I do it, she does this. Mm -hmm. What should I do? Because then I then it's not all hypothetical. Mm -hmm. But like, it could go a bunch of different directions. And so you have to do it to figure out what direction it needs to go. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So there's a fear factor, I think, at times with people with puppies because they don't want to, I always say, don't create a habit. Don't create a bad habit. It's easier to train a good one in than a bad one out. But it, it, you have to do something. You can't just do nothing. Yeah. So try it. And if it doesn't go well, then you come to me and say, well, this is what happened. What should I do? Well, yeah. you could try this or you could try that. But the, the way you won't, what, we, what I think sometimes happens is we're, we can be pleasantly surprised at times by the dog doing things. I was pleasantly surprised with Chief when he came home. Mm -hmm. He did a really nice job. I know he did a lot of it naturally because Mason didn't work on a lot of that stuff mm -hmm. with him. So these dogs are going to be extremely natural as well. I look at it and go, well, take advantage of it. Yep. So, but you got to try it. Yeah. So yeah, I think if that's something to do today, I'd like to try that. So, um, so that's good. I think um, you know your feeding time is good. Your sits are good. Your patience is good. Yeah, she's. I've been feeding her. I haven't even done that with Blue yet. I haven't seen a real need to. Yeah. Well, because at first she was kind of. I probably she, need to start doing. She that. would get pretty hyped up at first. Now she's pretty much cool as a cucumber. At, feeding time yeah, so, so I'll have you, her sit, so I send her on her name you're developing some yeah. nice patience yeah steadiness yeah I've seen you filming that in here a little bit yeah what about um what about uh kennel like the crate do you, as far do as you like, command her into it or no you, I, I've been putting her in I just started it with blue and I did it with feeding time yeah because he gets so excited about feeding time so I started feeding him in there and bringing him over to it, uh, letting him come over to it kind of with the idea of I've got your bowl of food mm -hmm. here and, and I've been feeding him on his place. I've been feeding him in the kitchen. I've been yeah. feeding him in different spots. So now the last few times I've taken him over to the kennel, I should probably film this with the GoPro. Is the GoPro ready to go for me? Not yours isn't. So We're waiting on some stuff to come in. I have been not doing it like a game or repetitiously, but when I do feed him, I'm, 
I'm bringing the bowl of food over to the to the kennel because I've been putting them in the kennel and sticking the food in there and feeding yeah. them. And just simply by going over to the kennel and saying, come on, kennel up, kennel up. He's going into the kennel. I don't think he's doing it at the audible cue, but I'm overlaying the audible cue because I yeah. know the behavior's coming. He runs into the kennel with the anticipation of the bowl of food. I say, kennel up, kennel up. He runs in there and I give him the bowl of food. Yeah. So I could probably turn that into a little bit more of a game of kennel up, piece of, piece of kibble, kennel up, piece of kibble, penny, yeah. and probably get that probably iced pretty quickly. I haven't yet, but yeah. I probably will. I it is convenient to have them go in on command. Yeah, I think she'll, like she, I think, likes the kennel now. Like I put her down in front of it, she shoots right in. Sure. You know? So the, I think the part that and yeah. I've, I, I've just started with her is, Coming out, she comes out really hot. You know, so when you close the door. You can on. fix that quickly. Yep. You know how to do that yep. with closing the door. Yep. So I, I was also, just going to start doing that. I would. So if she's naturally shooting into the kennel, take advantage of it. Start overlaying it with command. Sure. Give yep. her a verbal. You know she's going to do it. Give her the verbal ahead of time. Yeah. Because now you're connecting the behavior to the, to the cue, the yep. audible. You know, the the command of or whatever you want to use. Yep. But. You might as well get value out of her beha natural behavior as it is. She wants to shoot in there, precede it with kennel up, mm -hmm. Cleo, kennel up. And all of a sudden she's in there. Yep. And then pretty soon it turns into when she hears kennel up, she's going to look for that kennel. Yep. You can add some distance to it, but you might as well start, you might as well get value out of it. Yeah. Cause you're, cause you're doing it multiple times throughout the day. Yeah. So it goes back to the idea of when they're, they as they are learning because they're always learning you got it you might as well be always training and take advantage of it yep okay what else it's pressing i think that's pretty much it so far i mean i don't know we're really not doing a ton it's just kind no, of no and i thought i've gotten in a routine which is you know of, as far as like obviously i'm running all over but like she's with me all day so it's either in the kennel on place or hanging out with me doing whatever we're doing. You know? Yeah, I thought about it the other day. We're not really doing much with Blue. I say that, but there's a lot of people that would see these dogs doing simple things like place training and crowds mm -hmm. and distractions and whatever and coming when we call them and doing some of these real simplistic things. There's a lot of people that would be like, man, I can't believe how quick that dog is learning, how smart that dog is, how much you got, how, how well you've got it behaving. I think that the big thing I see with people when they bring a puppy home is this urgency or paranoia to get accomplishing a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think that part of the reason why we are going to have a lot of success is we're not going to really feel that pressure. I didn't feel it. I don't feel it with her. Yeah. You know, Makina's five and a half months old now, almost six months. Come on, come here. And we're not, I mean, when I think about what we've done with her, I don't think it seems like we've done a whole lot, yet we've got a lot accomplished. Mm -hmm. When it came to uh, any any of the dogs in our series, you know, it's not like we, I don't know that we, come on. It's, and so those are clients' dogs. It's not like we have a huge list of things that we're working on and checking off and moving fast with. And and I don't think we are with these with these two either, with Blue and Cleo. So, yeah, I think what we got, so what I think what we got to do a better job of for the series is there's a lot of folks that get their puppies at seven or eight weeks old 
and here we are at ten and a half weeks old. Three and a half weeks has gone by, and they've seen two or three episodes maybe prior to mm -hmm. this. And look at the dog, and they're going to say, what they're going to say is, I've had the dog for three, four weeks, and it's a mess. And they're going to, and we're saying we didn't do anything with them. Yeah. Well, we sure did. We just, we just, we just. It's not flashy, and it's, yeah. and it's not complicated but what I do think what we have to do is make a point of sharing it I do think we've done it with this dog pretty well because look at how many times we've filmed and look how many times I filmed with my phone or a GoPro outside of a formal session mm -hmm. like we're not ready to put the dogs on lead yet there's no reason to they follow us around yeah I could take the dog in I could take blue into really distracting situations and not really worry about him off lead because he's going to come right with me. He's yeah. going to stay right with me. He's not bold enough right now to, to move off where this dog is. She'll run off mm -hmm. and I can't catch her. So I had to put her on a lead at a certain point. These guys are probably not that far off of it, but behavior physically, because they can run pretty fast now, mm -hmm. but, but their, their behavior wise hasn't, given me the indicator of you better put some control on that dog mechanically so that you don't lose the lose the control yeah. they're not they're not telling me that yet they will soon probably yeah. so we get, when that happens we'll start working on you know the videos with the flat collars and the bumping them around on a lead and all that stuff but i think that yeah what's not shared enough is recall we don't probably share enough information on how we get the dogs to follow us. We're not really teaching them to follow us. Exactly. We're just capitalizing on them following us, yeah. right? So like, I think we gotta share that better. I think we gotta share the, the little things that don't seem like training to us, but they really are training, okay? Yeah. So that's my challenge to you is let's, we have to do more of the stuff that we're, like the reality is, is our, our dogs are, Right now, Blue is in his kennel. Prior to that, he was on his place. I took him for a couple walks to go to the bathroom. I took him out to the pond with the other dogs to air out. Um, we took him to the vet today. That's all those dogs have done. Yeah. Your dog has been to the vet, in here on place, outside to go to the bathroom. We went for a walk and in this the, morning. Went for a little walk and in the crate. Yeah. That's it. And so. That is very boring and hard to make a long uh, an episode that's entertaining. That is what part of the reason why they're doing so well. Yeah. Because they just don't have options yeah. to make. Yeah. I mean, mistakes. that's what most of our days look like. That's what all of our yeah. all my days look like. Yeah. Like I went up north this weekend, this last weekend for Easter, and I let the dogs out and like just let them out, and I'd close the door. I let Makina and the puppy out quite a bit, and they roughhoused and wrestled and all that. And it became, it made Makina really sloppy. It didn't affect Blue so much, but it really made her sloppy. And so when I would put him out, because we're out in the middle of the woods, I'd let him outside and I'd just let him be a dog. And I'd close the door. And I found very quickly that she liked chewing up sticks. She liked, she got distracted. And then next thing you know, she's not coming in the cabin quickly. She's not recalling well. So. I can't let stuff like that, I shouldn't let stuff like that happen. So I had to put her on the lead a couple times this week to let her out, go to the bathroom and come back in because she's not coming in quick enough. Mm -hmm. So don't, I can't do that with the puppies. Yeah. So that freedom of letting them out in the backyard and just run around and whatever creates a headache. 
Yeah. I'm not going to do that. They're with me. They're in their crate or they're on their place. And if I do those three things, it makes it so much easier. Yeah. So, okay. So we're going to do a little retrieving with her today? Yeah, I think so. Okay, let's do that. And then uh, I'll probably do a little bit with Blue too and see what he does. Thank you.